Hello and welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission has forced a homeopathy website to take down claims the whooping cough vaccine is dangerous. The consumer watchdog said the assertions by the Homeopathy Plus website, which has ignored the previous order by the Therapeutic Goods Administration to publish a retraction of the claims, were misleading and deceptive and could lead to serious health risks for consumers. In a statement, ACCC Chairman Rod Sims said the combination of claims that the vaccine was ineffective and that the homeopathic remedies listed on the page were an alternative alternative prevention and treatment regime elevated this matter to one of extreme concern. Australia has recently been in the grip of a whooping cough epidemic with more than 29,000 cases confirmed nationally each year in 2009, 2010 and 2011, more than double the total in any previous year in the past two decades, although cases appear to be down in 2012 with 8,202 recorded so far. A story has emerged according to which South Korea has seized thousands of smuggled drug capsules filled with powdered flesh from dead babies. Citing officials that prefer to remain anonymous, the story reveals that some people believe this morbid concoction can cure disease. The capsules were made in northeastern China from babies whose bodies were chopped up into small pieces and dried on stoves before being turned into powder, the Korea Customs Service said. The customs office has discovered 35 smuggling attempts since August of some 17,000 capsules disguised as stamina boosters. Some people believe them to be a panacea for disease, the customs service said in a statement. The capsules of human flesh, however, contained bacteria and other harmful ingredients. The smugglers told customs officials they believed the capsules were ordinary stamina boosters and did not know the ingredients or manufacturing process. Nearly 15% of people worldwide believe the world will end during their lifetime and 10% think the Mayan calendar could signify that it will happen this year according to a new poll. The end of the Mayan calendar, which spans about 5,125 years on the 21st of December, has sparked interpretations and suggestions that it marks the end of human civilization. Whether they think it will come to an end through the hands of God or a natural disaster or a political event, whatever the reason, one in seven thinks the end of the world is coming, said Karen Gottfried, research manager at Ipsos Public Affairs, which conducted the poll for Reuters. Responses to the international poll of 16,000 people in more than 20 countries varied widely, with only 6% of French residents believing in an impending Armageddon in their lifetime, compared with 22% in Turkey and the United States, and slightly less in South Africa and Argentina. About 1 in 10 people globally also said they were experiencing fear or anxiety about the impending end of the world in 2012. The greatest numbers were in Russia and Poland, the fewest in Great Britain. Gottfried also said that people with lower education or household income levels, as well as those under 35 years old, were more likely to believe in an apocalypse during their lifetime or in 2012, or have anxiety over the prospect. Whooping cough took the life of a nine-week-old girl from Idaho in the United States this week, the first death from an outbreak of highly contagious respiratory disease that has hit Idaho, Washington State and Montana, health officials said. Few details were available about the infant who was treated for whooping cough at a hospital in Pocatello, Idaho, before being flown to a medical center in Salt Lake City where she later died. Washington State has seen 1,132 confirmed cases so far this year, up from 961 for all of 2011. Montana has also seen an alarming rise with 99 cases so far this year, or about double the number recorded during the same period last year. In Idaho, 31 cases have been reported since January. 
the disease, also known as pertussis, causes severe coughing attacks and is especially dangerous for infants who are younger than a year old and have yet to complete the full cycle of vaccinations against the ailment. Worldwide, it infects 30 to 50 million people a year and kills about 300,000, mostly children in the developing world. The death in Idaho and the spike in whooping cough cases elsewhere have led health officials to renew a call for the vaccination of children and boosters for adults who are in contact with babies and young children. And now let's look at some news in science. Your last chance to watch Venus cross the face of the Sun is less than a month away. This rare event, known as a transit of Venus, will take place on the 5th of June for Western Hemisphere observers, though it will be the 6th of June for skywatchers in the Eastern Hemisphere. Over a 7-hour span, Earth's so-called sister planet will trek across the solar disk from our perspective, appearing in silhouette as a slow-moving tiny black dot, if weather permits it. Venus transits occur in pairs that are 8 years apart, but these dual events take place less than once per century. The last one happened in 2004 and the next won't come until 2117. Only six such events have occurred since the invention of the telescope, said astrophysicist Stan Odenwald of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Venus transits hold a special place in astronomical history. In the 18th century, scientists and explorers traveled around the world to watch them in an effort to calculate the size of our solar system. Scientists are still interested in Venus transits today, though for different reasons. NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory spacecraft, for example, will watch the event to help calibrate its instruments and to learn more about Venus's atmosphere, researchers said. This is one of those no-brainer findings that you might expect, but until scientists studied it, we could only speculate. Commuting is bad for your health. At the most basic level, it takes time away that could be spent exercising. But the new study linked commuting to actual indicators of poor health, from cardiovascular issues to obesity. Longer commuting distances were linked to decreased cardiorespiratory fitness, CRF, increased weight and other indicators of metabolic risk. This study yields new information about biological outcomes and commuting distance, an understudied contributor to sedentary behavior that is prevalent among employed adults, explains lead investigator Christine Hörner of Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. It provides important evidence about potential mediators in the relationship between time spent driving and cardiovascular mortality. Researchers studied more than 4,000 residents who lived and worked in 11 counties in the Dallas, Fort Worth, or Austin, Texas metropolitan areas. Those who drove longer distances to work reported less frequent participation in moderate to vigorous physical activity and decreased CRF and had higher BMI, waist circumference, and blood pressure. The association remained when physical activity and CRF were adjusted for, although to a lesser degree for BMI and waist circumference. Those who commuted more than 15 miles to work were less likely to meet recommendations for moderate to vigorous physical activity and had a higher likelihood of obesity. Commuting distances greater than 10 miles were associated with high blood pressure. Biodiversity hotspots, the world's biologically richest and most threatened locations on Earth, as well as languages that are found in these areas, are disappearing. Researchers estimate that by the end of the 21st century, 50-90% to of the world's languages will no longer be spoken. Results indicate that these regions, hotspots and high biodiversity wilderness areas often contain considerable linguistic diversity, accounting for 70% of all languages on Earth, the researchers report. Moreover, the languages involved frequently are unique to particular regions, with many facing extinction. 
These areas are not doing any better when it comes to the species that exist here. Biologists estimate yearly losses of species at a rate 1,000 times higher than historic rates. We conducted this study to understand more about the people living in areas important for biodiversity conservation. We looked at regions important for biodiversity conservation and measured their linguistic diversity in an effort to understand an important part of the human dimension in these regions, explained the researchers. Comprising only 2.3% of Earth's surface, intact habitats in the 35 hotspots contain more than half the world's vascular plants and 43% of terrestrial vertebrate species. In these 35 hotspots, researchers found 3,202 languages, nearly half of all languages spoken on Earth. These hotspots are spread throughout the world's continents, with the exception of Antarctica. A lack of exposure to a natural environment could be resulting in more urban dwellers developing allergies and asthma, research has suggested. Finnish scientists say certain bacteria shown to be beneficial for human health are found in greater abundance in non-urban surroundings. The microbiota play an important role in the development and maintenance of the immune system, they add. There are microbes everywhere, including in the built environment, but the composition is different between natural environments and human-built areas, explained co-author Ilka Hansky from the University of Helsinki. The microbiota in natural environments is more beneficial for us, he added. The team collected samples from 118 teenagers in eastern Finland and found that those living on farms or near forests had more diverse bacteria on their skin and also displayed lower allergen sensitivity. Another recent study also illustrated the link between the lack of green spaces and higher stress levels among people living in urban areas. And now in news from Romania, we learned that Ioan Mang, Romania's education minister and a teacher of information technology, is accused of having plagiarized the works of foreign authors in three scientific papers. The first paper is by Takeshi Shimoyama, and the author said that even though the headline differs, Mang's paper used the same algorithm, the dates and sentences as in the Japanese paper published in 2000. A second paper is supposedly copied from a similar one by Ellie Byham. Byham says Mang even copied the mistakes in a manuscript version that was published by accident. This accusation comes soon after the first choice for the education minister, Corina Dumitrescu, was withdrawn just one day before the parliament vote on the new government, as some mistakes appeared in her CV and the media picked up the story. Mang says the paper the media and the opposition refers to is not his. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 9th of May, 2012. Thank you for listening.